in the studio, I've got Sarah Solove. Good morning. Good morning, Aaron. Thank you for having me here. Oh, it's always, always awesome to have you in the studio, Sarah. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yes, especially as you don't do your own show at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't supposed to bring that up. That's fine. Always wanting me to come back and do another show. Yes, indeed. Hey, um, so you've got so you've got sewing classes on at the moment. You had your first one last night. Yes. Yeah. How was it? It was really fun. It was um, it was super fun. I hope the students had fun. It was a full house and lots of different projects on, and people were starting new projects because it's the start of the season. I um, I kind of run them through the darker months, if you will. Because in summer, I just want to be at the beach or yeah. running or going for a walk or watching sunset at like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> you know, it's quite late. So now it's all dark. It's nice to be doing something social and creative and having fun um, and have, in the you, indoors. And you had a full house? Full house. Actually, I didn't actually turn on the heat pump though, so I could have done that. Yeah, I've got the heater on here. I'm just trying to... Yeah. <laughs> Turn off now, it's getting too warm. So they'll be running uh, from autumn right through winter, spring. Last year we were cut short uh, in about June, July because of um, the obvious COVID. Yes, always the COVID. Yeah. Yep. yep. So but it's really, really epic to be back. And we should just get a straight run through this time. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, do, do, what do we, if people want to, can people hook up now even though they missed the first one? Yeah. So it's not like a, um, where you book in for the term and do 10 sessions. You, it's a freestyle class on a Wednesday. So it's like uh, you bring your own project. So everyone last night had a separate project. Uh, a couple of people were cutting out their patterns. So they're learning about how to measure up correctly and cut out their correct size and understand the patterns. And so they're all ready to start sewing next week. And a couple of people bought repairs. So they bought all of those stuff that like stock up over summer ready to, to fix and change and alter. And then also we had a um, superstar sewer from last year who bought her project and she finished it last night. Yeah. So she, she was in the classes that were cut short last year and it was so epic to have her, Kristen, finish her dress. Has she, has she been waiting? Yeah. <laughs> was it quite a complicated dress? It is. It was actually, yeah. So big, big love to her for doing that. And so I know that because we've got people on your Instagram and you've got people all, around, all over the place paying attention who might not have. Mm. What do they learn from you on Instagram? Can I ask some questions that will <laughs> give a broader, a broader picture? Like, I don't know. What do you guys learn from me on Instagram? When did, when did you start sewing? Oh, I started sewing like originally about age 10 and um, I did start teaching sewing 10 years ago. So in Auckland and what was really cool last night, actually, um, Tony who came, she was making a cushion and she wanted to learn patchwork. And instead of doing patchwork, like your classic squares and quilting, I pulled out this pattern I made 10 years ago for my sewing students in Auckland and it's a geometric. So out of the square, it's all cut in angles. So you sew it together, it's patchwork, but it's all geometric um, triangles to put together to make the the front of the cover. So that was a really cool throwback to my first year of teaching when I had a sewing lounge in Auckland. And when did you get into the kind of the upcycling or the repairing, like the use of sewing for that? That's how I started sewing. That's how you so, started. You probably couldn't afford new fabric at yeah, 10. Yeah, at 10, no. And I would um, hack through a lot of jeans. I did like five layers of jeans, broke so many needles. Sorry, mum. Uh, probably, I didn't actually break her machine, but I broke a lot of needles. And she said, you're not a real sewer until you're sewing from a pattern. <laughs> so when she went out to work... Uh, I must have been a bit older because why was I at home when she was not there? And I went into her stash of patterns and found a pair of shorts, 
cut them, sewed them, and made them. And now they fit me <laughs> because they're high waisted. And when you're ten, to, when you're a teenager, high waisted wasn't cool. Everything was like as low hipster as possible. Yeah. And so now these high waisted with beautiful buttons up the sides and pleats, they're like banana yellow. Now I fit them and I made them when I was like twelve. And when did you get your first sewing machine? Your first machine. Uh, when I for my twenty first birthday, mum right. mum got me go. one. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, hers broke like the next week. So I've been using hers for ten, eleven years, <laughs> and then um, her machine broke like the week after she bought mine. So, but I have owned a lot of machines um, through all of my sewing. Um, journey and especially um, taking them on the road in Cecil but now we use the tool library one so upstairs here is a attic um, well should I say it's a creepy attic no it's, it's a storage it's, it's area a storage room, but there's yeah. a lot of sewing storage machines room. from uh, the Bagot days from um, Whangaroa Environment Centre did the Bagot sewing, sewing bees yes. and so there's all of these sewing machines that people kindly donated so now they're in the tool library and now they're being used in our sewing lessons Okay, and do you and you are you like a photographer? Photographers always collect cameras. Have you collected sewing machines? I have over the years, but I did live in a van for a while when I was teaching sewing, and also in a tiny house. So there's a point where you cannot um, collect anymore. <laughs> yes, but I will say I did go home for Mother's Day, and I think I saw Mum's just joined. Hi, Mum. <laughs> Hi, Mum. There's still a lot of stuff in their garage. <laughs> right, a lot. And so I try to go home and take a few things from the wardrobe and take a few things from the sewing storage to just like ease ease it out of the house. Ease the pressure. I, tell, a- I tell you, Mum, what my parents did. They went overseas and left me in the house. Oh. And then and then I ended up with all this stuff. I ended up with all the all the things, and they would come back and get what they needed when they came back oh, yeah. after a couple of years. Yeah, nice that's, flat. That's how you do it. Yes. Um, okay, so and how how important has the has the upcycling and the renovating of clothes? become for you because this like this seems to be a major theme now yeah i think because my um the behind my sewing is all around not buying new clothes and avoiding fast fashion so enjoying slow fashion have you heard of slow fashion i've heard of slow food yeah it's probably they probably stole it from slow fashion slow fashion oh i see like that so slow fashion is all around appreciating your clothes like having um, really good quality fibers like cotton and linen so it's not microfibers being you know you just bung it in the wash it's not like that it's around having um taking the process to make to cut make sew your own clothes and really appreciate that garment for life as opposed to the the quick churn through go to the mall every weekend and buy something new and it's kind of disposable fashion so everything I do is set up around, that's why it's called Sew Love, Learn to Sew and Love the Earth. So by mending things and having sewing skills, we can um, avoid throwing things out or fix things before we donate them to an op shop uh, or find things in an op shop instead of buying new to upcycle and make fit you. So yeah. something might not fit you, you can take it in or use the fabric or chop off the top and add something else on. So someone last night had a dress that didn't fit on the top, so we're going to chop off the, the bottom, keep the the skirt part, but put on a new top. That's something that intrigues me. It's mm. a creation of new clothes out of old ones. So yeah. you get the top of something, you put it on a dress and the sleeves, I don't yeah. get the sleeves from somewhere else. Yeah. So on a little something on totally. top like, yeah yeah and you can um find those resources that already exist on the planet as opposed as opposed to buying and consuming yeah. more and more and, and new and for people um, people not from raglan this is pretty common here like there's quite a few they're not they're yeah. not just 
manufacturers, like they're artists making clothes yeah. that, that people like. How many have we got in town Lots. doing that sort of thing? Well, more, even, more than we can count. Even, um, or just upcyclers in general working with wood and metal and yeah. just transforming, I mean, transforming extreme into beautiful pieces, basically. The yeah. stuff at extreme. Yeah. So ex- extreme is our recycling center. Yeah, which, we need to say which that now the, they know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's so that's that's it. like I, I, it's really common here. That's mm. why I mentioned there's a lot of people doing it here. When you when you move out of Raglan, is it happening as much? Yeah, I think there's definitely um, pockets of it. When I was touring around New Zealand, meeting upcyclers and um, meeting people curious to be um, to remake and repair, what I find really fascinating is um, people who think sewing is a domestic thing and they or pe- and, and they don't want to be a part of it, or people who think of it as an empowering. Um, not that there's anything wrong with domestic, I should say, in the sense of um, people wanting to associating it with a time of your life where you where women did sewing and cooking and um yes it was know. yeah it was it sewing cooking cleaning yeah That's and that was it and so yeah. you know yeah. some people don't want to be a part of sewing because they they think of it as attaching themselves to that and then yeah. actually it's a really empowering resourceful skillful um thing to do and so when i was traveling around meeting people who were just like oh i want to learn how to do this and they felt really empowered to do it i met a guy the other day in kahu's nest who said well, they weren't allowed to do sewing at school the guys they, yeah they had to do woodwork yeah right okay. uh, and it was a young guy so it's not it's not really? that it was um ancient <laughs> yeah so they had to do woodwork and they couldn't do sewing so actually i've got coming up a class full of guys Right, which I'm really excited about because so we got the Wahine builder classes here yes. in Fangaroa, and now the the guys sewing classes. Yeah, there we are. Interesting. Actually, guys might sew different things too. Yep, could be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't just like bring out my plethora of pretty girly tops, or maybe they want to be pretty girly tops. Anyone can wear anything. But well, have you seen um, Harry Styles lately? <laughs> I don't follow Harry Styles. No, sorry, my, my, my 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 kids do. He's his very, kids do. <laughs> You hardly hear. I've played one of his songs recently. No, but he has a real f- his clothing style, and, and I'm holding up my fingernails. It's very feminine style. Flamboyant. Like he's just yeah, he's just appropriating feminine stuff for, okay. him, for awesome. himself. Yeah, awesome. Basically, yeah. And I have um, because I spent a lot of time at festivals, and um, you know, people assume people ask for like a. Um, different sorts of bum bags and things and and usually well anyone buys floral ones and pink ones it's just like anything really goes and that's really awesome to see and i think we see a lot of that in um in raglan because we're a creative empowered kind of community of self-expression and um accepting of differences and and how people choose to lead their lives yeah people are really proud to have like i know my wife loves joe sweeney's bags Yes, you know, and everyone's like, oh, you've got a new Joe Sweeney bag, like it's yeah, and, and it's that whole, it's that approach is embodied. That's just yeah. one one of our artist manufacturers. Yeah. what's the word? Artisans, sewists, sewists, yeah, creatives, yeah, creative sewers, yeah, yeah. I think it's really um really cool to use sewing as a of a, of a way to um love working with fabrics, but also love sewing for your body and around um body positivity making things fit you rather than having to buy see like set sizes on a rack and then um you don't fit those sizes so the world's telling you that you don't you're you're a wrong size yeah and that you should morph your body and change your body to fit into what they say are these set sizes and so i think it's 
if like every sewing pattern and pat- sewing patterns go from a huge range of sizes to be inclusive of all body si- body shapes and sizes and you can morph it to fit you and I'm always adding on see I have that issue <laughs> so oh, right. whenever I sew a blouse long I wings. always add on long wings yeah I, yep. I add on two two inches and usually two inches to the leg and maybe change it around the hips to waist ratio you know you can make it fit you and then you can feel amazing uh, and feel comfortable wearing clothing rather than squishing your body or morphing your body and slogging it at the gym to try and fit into something. Just make, make the clothes and there fit is, you. And there's so much human variation, but the in- mm. industrial world hasn't recognized it. No. My daughter, my youngest daughter, is about the same height as me, but her hips are way higher yeah. than mine. And I know it's a male-female difference. But, yeah. But, yeah, just that's the first thing I think of is the yeah. difference in, in leg length. Mm. Yeah. And sleeves, legs. Sleeve legs. <laughs> yeah. Tall people <laughs> suffering from it. I always have um, three-quarter sleeves. I always have to roll them up because otherwise it looks – Weird, or obviously like <laughs> dorky. <laughs> anyway, there's lots of different layers to yes. um, learning to sew and around sustainability and body positivity, really close to my heart. Um, and also just having fun and being creative. Like last night, there was lots of chat going on and yeah. just hand sewing or lots of unpicking and um, that connection together in the basement at the, at the um, community house. And it's just really nice. I'm like excited and looking forward to a winter of that kind of that creative hub together. So, how many more weeks of the course have you got? Um, All the workshops till spring. Like that's quite a few then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's ongoing, folks. If you're listening in Raglan. Yeah. So yeah. Wednesday nights. Uh, Wednesday nights is freestyle night. You do have to book in. Yeah. So don't just turn up because I do have to make sure we've got enough space for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I want to give everyone the best service possible. So I can't. I won't take more than six or seven people. Yeah. Just so that I can get around everyone and make sure everyone gets as much service from me as possible. Um, and I will be running beginners classes on um, probably once a month as an intake on a Tuesday. It's just working with the community house bookings. So beginners classes is booked up for um, the next two weeks and then we'll do it again in June. Uh, And I will be doing a online Zoom beginners, just trying to try, uh, trialing it out. I've had a few people message me about doing an online Zoom. Okay. Learn to sew and make a snackage package, which is the cutlery kit. I think I showed you last time I was in here. Yeah, yeah, we've got one of those at our place. So yeah, yeah. All right, Sarah, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Any questions for Aaron? (laughs) Aaron, thank you. Thank you for having um, me again. And I know you've got another guest coming in. So oh, they're on the phone in ten minutes. So yeah, we've got we've got time to chill a little bit before that starts. Actually, no, I haven't. Do we have my, any song requests? I haven't written my questions yet, so I actually haven't got much time to chill. I know, right? Okay. Are they going to send a song request? Any song requests? Answer maybe now. they'd like some. Maybe they'd like some ads. If you're just tuned in, we're talking to Sarah So Love, <laughs> and we're also on Instagram at the moment, Instagram Live. So we're seeing if anyone has a song request. And if you miss, it's a bit, the it's a bit slow to come through sometimes. Yes. Yeah. If you miss the interview, you can go to Raglan Community Radio or So Love NZ. Maki, are you on Facebook or Instagram? Insta, awesome. So, um, Raglan Community Radio is the handle, or So Love NZ is the handle, and you can watch this video later. Cool. All right. Thanks, Sarah.